Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? 
Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Well, one of our favorites. Somebody that doesn't come around enough on the Almost Famous Podcast, I would say. Um, Especially for someone who actually still watches the show continuously every single week. Yeah, and she's married to somebody I bet still watches the show. Anyways, Jade is here with us today. Hello, Jade. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, Jade, we should actually have you on to recap an episode sometime. Yeah, totally. I Like I was telling you, I just finished um, last night's episode or whatever, this week's episode of The Bachelor. So we do still watch it. Yeah, and Tanner still watches too because no mm. one loves reality TV more than Tanner. <laughs> and Tanner was a fan of the show, if you guys don't know, beforehand. And he was called on Ben season, Caitlin season, as the Bachelor Encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. And guys would go to Tanner when they wanted to like foresee what their next next move was going to be. Yeah, he would be like, this is week four, guys. So that means this is happening yes. and that this will be happening. <laughs> yeah. Ben, do you have any of those memories? I have all those memories. In fact, uh, Tanner was a very calming force because of his knowledge of the show and his fandom of the show. And kind of like we talked about on this week's episode, Ashley, I actually have a theory about Tanner now that we're talking about it. Jay, tell me if you think I'm right after watching okay. the show and, and knowing Tanner very well. Um, I actually think Tanner would be a villain today. Because I think he spoke so much about the show and what would happen next and kind of like maybe the strategy of the show. I actually think Tanner, even though he's about as least villainous of a person as possible, he would have been a villain today. I think so. He is not afraid to do like hot takes. You know, he Mm -hmm. would give the producers what they wanted in the ITMs about people and he has a sarcastic side that can come off a little like direct. So I think that they could have easily edited edited him into that. Or nowadays people just wouldn't see that as funny anymore. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like the guys, yeah. the guys would have reacted like, oh, he's here because he's a fan of the show. He's not here to actually yes. find somebody. And then Tanner yeah. would have been the type of guy that you could have like honestly sat with and been like, Tanner what happens to people when they get off this show? Like, I have no idea like what life looks like. And he'd be like, Oh, you're going to get a ton of Instagram followers and you're going to say it. He would say it. And yeah, nowadays I think somebody would hear that, hear that and be so sensitive to it. They'd be like, that guy's not here for the right reasons where when we were there, Tanner was a friend to all. And we just had to blast with him. Yeah. I think now like because of social media, it definitely changes the whole landscape of that because Mm -hmm. when we were on the only followers you got were Twitter followers. You yeah. know, people talked about Twitter followers. I think there was no this like social media job that existed. So I think nowadays he would just be, he probably would just be very honest and upfront and say, yeah, you, this is probably what would happen for you. And yeah, yeah they could definitely rub people the wrong way. I, uh, I just have that theory now, um, <laughs> which is kind of funny if you know Tanner, cause you're like, there's no way this dude would have been like the villain on a season. Anyways. <laughs> Um, yes. Uh, so you are married to Tanner still happily. 
Question mark? Seven, seven years. Happily married. You know what? I will say, I'm like an honest person too. Marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. And we've definitely had ebbs and flows. There's been hard years. And I think last year was a hard year for us. And But I feel like we've kind of, we hit a reset. And so things have been really smooth as of like, I want to say like November, December, but there was some hard stuff we went through last year. Can can I dig into that for just a second? Because I know Ashley in about five minutes is going to be like, I'm, sorry. I, I'm like biting my tongue. She's right biting her like, tongue. Like, I got question after question that I really know the answer to, but I want to ask for the sake of the audience. Yeah, she's oh and she, once she starts, she's just going to go. And so I'm going to try to get some in here. Uh, Jade, I've only been married now for a year in three months, uh, three months as of two days ago. Uh, so far, marriage has been hard. It's hard in its own way for us. Uh, communication, um, especially how I communicate, has caused issues. Uh, what I don't say and I just think and I hold on to and um, try to suppress and then sometimes it doesn't actually suppress and it kind of like bubbles up at some point. Like those are my issues that I'm dealing with. Yeah. Um, but we're, I think Jessica and I are finding a rhythm to um, to get back to like a balance and get back to being good. Uh, we're trying to figure out how to, to do that quicker than we used to maybe. Uh, so for you, you've been married for seven years. You said last year was a hard year. If you don't mind me asking, uh, as much as you can share, what caused it to be a difficult year for the two of you? And then how do you yeah. work to a place of health again uh, in your relationship? Yeah, that's hard, right? Um, I think it's hard because two people come into a marriage with all of their baggage packed at the door, right? You know, we each have our own childhood upbringings. We've each had our own life experiences. And those have really shaped us as people. And then we bring them in and we try to make them work with somebody else who may not completely ever understand whatever you've been through as much as they try to. And we all require different needs and things to feel loved. And I think that's hard sometimes. And so I think like for us last year, I went through um, some like job changes that were really hard. I switched agencies, which was really hard for me um, and because of like personal reasons. And um, I questioned a lot of like my identity. And I mm. think that I just was kind of searching for that. And Tanner, he really went on like his own growth journey with some stuff that he was going through with his family. And sometimes when you're like going through that stuff, you may like make mistakes or do like have reactions that aren't necessarily healthy because they're coming from a hurt place. And so for us, I think it was just coming to the point of like, if you're still in this, willing to grow and I'm willing to grow, then like, that's all you can ask for. Right. So I think it was kind of like, as long as we're still growing and you're going to start, you know, you have your stuff you want to heal on. I have my stuff I'm going to heal on. We're going to give each other compassion through this. And I think that's kind of what got us through it. Um, but therapy, Uh, therapy helps, um, couples therapy or individual therapy or both individual, individual. I think, um, we eventually would do couples therapy just because I think therapy is so healthy, but we did more individual. And I think that that this like past year 
hitting year six in our marriage, it was just, it was just something that we both were kind of going through individually. Mm. And, and so it was hard to understand each other and how to show up for each other. Um, but the individual therapy, we would come back to each other and share, and we learned things about each other, um, that we never knew. And I think there was so much deeper understanding about each other and how to kind of heal together. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss in the land of saints and sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's this meme, go- not meme, it's a trend going around. And Amanda Stanton and Becca Martinez, they comment on, commented on it. And I feel like you probably saw it too. So the trend goes like this. It's a couple before they had kids. It's like back in their camera roll, they found like a cute clip of them. And then it fast forwards to when they have kids and they're like walking ships in the night. Did yeah. you see it, Jade? I did, yeah. <laughs> and I saw it and I laughed because of like accuracy, right? And then... I see Becca and Amanda's take on it, and they are both like, this is not something we should really be laughing at. Kids don't ruin marriages. Kids test marriages. They, like, challenge them and make two people grow together in certain ways, and any um, relationship that fails after kids would have failed either way with or without kids. And, Mm. you know, 
They have great points there, totally. I was looking at it on more of a surface level. And they also were like, never blame kids for a marriage coming apart. But you have to laugh at the fundamental trend, which is just like marriage does. I mean, kids makes marriage a whole different thing. It's the first time that it has felt like work seems like a heavy word for me with Jared right now and us together. But it's definitely been the most challenging year of our marriage because you know how we've always been. It's always been like so easy breezy for us. But then with a kid, there are just like a whole bunch of new responsibilities. And then you have to decide together how to share these responsibilities and the right. life change. It is jarring. So I would say that I would say from our opinion, like I know people say like the hardest year of marriage is either um, your first year or it's like the year you have kids. For me, I'm very team when you have kids. What's your take on all of this? Sorry for the straight up ramble. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I did see the meme and I know you're, I, I do remember, I didn't see Becca's comments, but I did see Amanda commenting about Becca's comments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm sort of on your side because there is an accuracy to it and I don't, I all, everybody has their own experiences. Some people may have, you know, the newborn stage is easy and they thrive and their marriage has never been better. And yeah. then, and then the toddler years are harder or whatever. You know, you never know it. It's all different. But when you invite a baby into the picture <laughs> that requires so much of you, mm-hmm. it does affect your marriage, you know, and there are some times where you are two ships in the night and you may not be connecting because you are just surviving. Sometimes you're just in that survival mode, especially mm-hmm. those first couple years. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that's something you kind of need to be aware of too, is like, if your marriage is hard during that time, it's like, you kind of really have to give each other grace because you, you both are surviving. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> this whole new experience. You told me when I was pregnant, you're like, you're just in survival mode. You'll be fine. You just have to like hunker down. And now I'm in another zone that you've been in. And now you're telling me to do the same thing. (laughs) As somebody with no kids, when does it start feeling different? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Because Tanner, I talk all the time about having a fourth baby. And Tanner's like, we're almost at like the light at the end of the tunnel because Mm -hmm. my youngest is two. And so he's like, we're almost there, you know, like, are you sure you want to start all over again? And I'm like, are you sure we're almost at the light of the end of the tunnel? Because all I see in our future is a sprinter van Mm. full of children going to baseball games, soccer games, piano recitals. Like, we're not going to just be like back to you and me. Like, life is great. Now our kids are a little bit older. Like, it's a full long term responsibility to take care of these children. And so I think. I mean, I think maybe it changes in certain ways because maybe it's not as physically demanding of you. You know, I feel like actually like babies are so physically demanding of their mothers, right? I'm thinking, yeah, there's that. And there's the phase where it's like all they want is you. He's great when Jared, when like he closes the door and he's with Jared. But like if he has both of us in front of him, he's going to reach over to me. I think the thing that Tanner might be alluding to is like communication. It's like, okay, they they all know how to talk to us. <laughs> and that feels like a big leap. But they also all know how to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ben's like, okay, so when, um, like, uh, like, should I have kids? That's what Ben's probably thinking. <laughs> it's a que- Yeah, it's a question I have often. 
Uh, Jade, as you were talking there um, and kind of explaining the light at the end of the tunnel, a question popped in mind that I'm just curious about, and it could be very inappropriate, but I hope you know where I'm trying to go with it. Uh, you mentioned that last year you did a lot of like growth yourself and that you, uh, I think what you said was like kind of an identity crisis. I think that's how you mm-hmm. explained it, which Ashley and I both talked about many times on the show before how, you know, all of a sudden you blink and you're having to switch, you know, your career or how people view you or how little they think of you or how much they think of you. Like those things happen, especially coming off of reality television where it happens so fast and you be kind of you know, blow up and then you kind of blow out pretty quickly too. It seems like, um, you know, I, I also have been open about my identity crisis getting married. Even, you know, I'd been known as the single guy for so long. That was kind of like what I got paid to do. Uh, it was how people viewed me the bachelor. And so then I was getting married and very excited to get married and very ready to get married, but also being like, what is life going to look like now that I'm married? Like I'm no longer ever going to be single again, God willing. Uh, so for, as a mother, what I'm going here is as a mother, has it been an identity crisis? Do you ever find yourself waking up one morning and being like, wow, seven years ago, I was on national television as a single person with all opportunities in front of me in the world. And now I'm a mom and that takes a lot out of me and they need me often. And I am there to care for them. Does that ever hit you? Does it ever like kind of shock you? Because I feel like it's good. I'm mostly asking because I feel like it's really going to shock me. When you become a parent? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's such a rite of passage that we go through, you know, like it is you, you're one person. And then as soon as a baby is born, you have completely transformed over to a new role that you have forever. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's like the heaviness of it, too. And it, it is, it's, you are responsible for someone else's well-being, someone else's safety, someone else's, you know, feeling of being loved and growing up. And so it's like, it's, it's, it is, and it's this whole new identity that you take on and you aren't the same person. Like mm. I will never go back to that person, right? That I was seven years ago before my daughter was born. Um, there's still pieces of that person in me. But I am, I feel like I have transformed. I always talk about if I look at my life, all the people who I've been and who I've died and been reborn into. Mm. And I really do believe you get reborn with your baby. And so it it's 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 hard because you kind of grieve that person you were before, yeah. but yet you're looking at this baby that's just like magic, mm. <laughs> you know? And so it's it's a wonderful transformation, but I think it's kind of normal to grieve some of the past of who you were because we do kind of as humans ground ourselves into an identity. Right. So I think that's hard for me is what I went through last year was a struggling with my purpose. And so much of my Instagram and like my job was taking, was like, sharing about being pregnant and having a baby and what it's like to be a new mom. And I am growing out of that. So I was kind of struggling to like, well, what's my purpose now? Like, why are people wanting to connect with me? Mm-hmm. And I think that that was kind of like what I went through last year. Speaking of Instagram business and the strategy that Tanner happens to sort of have in like every <laughs> aspect of his life, 
You guys are kind of well known as being one of the bachelor couples that really have dominated the Instagram, um, like influencer space. You know, like when you think of bachelor influencers, I think you guys really come to mind. I think it's probably because you guys are a successful couple right off the bat and like you got married so quickly, you know, because like I think that with leads, of course, the leads are going to get lots of followers, but you guys were non leads and you got lots of followers. And then you had a baby and like everything and it just kept staying really interesting. What kind of strategy, and you guys have been insanely successful with it. Um, Did Tanner have a plan right off the bat when he saw these (laughs) followers keep ticking up? Like he would, I know he would get in trouble for this on the show today. Um, you know, when he, he had no idea, like he went back to his car dealership job right right after the show he he went on the show just because he was curious of what it was like to be on reality tv because he was such a super fan of reality tv um and then once we got followers and we got our first sponsorship he was like you can make what on just by posting a picture on an app like he didn't even he didn't even have instagram i think at the time and so we he downloaded instagram i guess right before the show right i guess that's when he downloaded it yeah um but we were just we were able to tap in at the right time. I think timing was truly everything for what created our success because like Instagram had just become a thing. People were getting lots of followers. I think Crystal's season truly was like the first, you know, where people blew up. I don't think oh, yeah. Andy's Andy season. Sure. No, no, there was a huge difference in the yeah. these seasons. And so he was definitely like, we have to take advantage of those <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and we we did we went full force like threw ourselves into it so he was working 60 hours a week at the dealership and then on Sundays we would film all of our ads um but I mean his strategy was always you know go until it burns out but what's funny is he pretty much like he announced like Instagram retirement. <laughs> Wait, he did. T- he announced to you Instagram retirement. Oh yeah. I mean, he doesn't post anymore. What would Tanner say if you wanted to retire from Instagram? Would he be cool with that? Oh, I I joke all the time. I'm like, well, I'm retiring too. <laughs> and, and he's and he, like, he's, no, you're not. <laughs> he, well, he goes, well, then we just have to move out of California. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you, so that was my next question. You're both still in California. Um, mm-hmm. what part of California? We're in Orange County. We're like, it's called Trabuco Canyon. It's right up against, um, the Santa Ana mountains. It's really pretty. Okay. Has that been a big change for you all? I mean, because you're both Midwesterners, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, definitely more for him. So I lived in LA for like four years before I went on the bachelor. So I was living okay. in LA when I went on the show. Um, but he grew up in Kansas city. He like lived there his whole life. Like all of his friends are still from elementary and middle school. And so when we moved out here, I think he, uh, he had a hard transition, like a hard time adjusting because he didn't have any friends here. And so, um, except for me and Jared. (laughs) Yes. And then you moved. (laughs) (laughs) And then we moved. Yes. So, yeah, I think it definitely was harder for, for him. Okay. Um, Hey, Jade, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, I want to ask you if it's appropriate for me to talk to you. I know you did it during um, a couple other shows about sex and marriage. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Let's talk about when we come back. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss in the land of saints and sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And we're back. And I can't wait for Ben <laughs> to ask this question because Ben doesn't really talk about this a lot. I don't. Well, I don't. No. Nor, nor do I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the uh, Jade, you, you have been um, now married for seven years. You do have three kids, as, we, as we've talked about. Uh, I think it is such a uh, incredible thing when couples, especially married couples who have been in it for a while, continue to share, you know, how they keep the intimacy alive. Because uh, if it's not uh, finance, it's, you know, the physical connection that oftentimes moves couples apart. And we just spent the first half of this podcast talking about how kids can so quickly or life can so quickly start to make you guys ships in the night, as Ashley said. Yeah. I mean, I've been vocal about this publicly before, but, and I, I know some people disagree with it, but it's just the way that our relationship works is we, we schedule sex. It's something that, it's hard to have spontaneous, just like, I'm going to look at my husband and be like, I want to jump his bones right now. That doesn't happen anymore. That doesn't happen. No, <laughs> like not at all. Sorry, no. Ben. I don't know. <laughs> we we can't speak for Jess, but I would say that is very similar to Jade. I will Maybe we don't discuss it, but I will plan it in my head. Oh, we we definitely have a night. Yeah, you, she has a schedule. Mm-hmm. You have a schedule. Mm-hmm. Okay. Technically, uh, it's flexible. Like it's not like if yeah. I have a 
if I'm sick or something, or (laughs) (laughs) we got to do it tonight. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, you know, obviously like my uh, relationship is a little different. Like Jessica uh, and I like stayed abstinent through our whole dating uh, for, I mean, three years. Right. And so when we got married, that was a whole new chapter for us and a whole new thing for us to look forward to. And, um, but you're still, I think very quickly into that stage where you are, you're with one person, you're trying to figure each other out. Um, and so how, you know, the scheduling, I guess my concern there, my question would be, does it keep things still interesting? Like, is there spontaneity still to the relationship or, uh, and do you feel like you get, um, out of those scheduled evenings, what you need for intimacy and for connection. Yeah. I mean, the scheduling doesn't have to be just like seven o'clock at night, mm-hmm. eight minutes long missionary. Boom. We're done. You know, yeah. what I mean? the yeah. honesty here. Wow. I'm glad it. we need it. This is healthy. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it can, it, you know, you can still in that time try to just, I call it like my mom hat. I wear my mom hat all day. Take the mom hat off, Mm -hmm. which is really hard, but be in the moment, be in my body, be thinking about my husband, our connection, you know, and, and just making the most of it because it is, we, we do it once a week. Mm -hmm. And so it's like that one time once a week, I know that he looks forward to. So I might as well just like show him that like, you know, even if I like five minutes before I'm like, oh my God, do I really have to go do this right now? (laughs) You know? I, I still want to show him that like I am putting forth effort into our marriage because I, I, I think it's worth it. And we always end up having a great time anyways. So do you, uh, do you have any advice? I mean, that's what you and Tanner have been able to figure out. Uh, and, and that works for the two of you overall, like holistically, do you have any advice for couples who are sitting there, you know, one year in 10 years in 15 years in still trying to keep that spark alive? I think just, which is hard, is it's just the communication. And I think it's, we've really worked on that too. It's so vulnerable to sit down and talk about sex, right? Yeah. Like this makes me feel wanted. This makes me feel completely unwanted when you do this. Like mm-hmm. this, you when when I want to touch you like this and I feel like you're shitter, shivering or shuddering me or whatever, you know, that makes me feel this way. Or I like when you do this, this makes me feel turned on or, or whatever. It's, it's hard work yeah. <laughs> and it sometimes can be exhausting but i i really think it's worth the effort and i think there's so many more ways to be intimate that's not sexual mm. that makes the sexual intimacy better and i think that's just finding out what else intimacy means to you to me yeah. like having like meaningful conversations that aren't about our children and just like my dreams or, you know, like something about like, did you ever know this about me or, or, or something like, um, the other day I was talking to Tanner about something. Oh, I've been taking this supplement. That's I, that's been stopping nightmares that I've been having. Cause I've been having nightmares every night for like the past, like 10 months. And he's like, you never told me you were having nightmares every night. And I was like, I don't know, I guess I didn't think about that. And so we started talking about it and I felt so much closer to him, hmm. which then just makes me feel closer to him when it comes to like his needs. So I think it's just finding what the other intimate parts are, even if it's just like soft touches. Like I like, I like hugs, you know, I want you to hug me and it doesn't feel sexual. I want to yeah. feel like that, that, that closeness, that connection. I think it all kind of like ties in together. It's interesting that you say that because 
you know, when I'm upset or stressed out, I've had a long day at work or something's happened in my life and I'm just feeling down. Um, when Jessica reaches over and rubs my back without me asking, but just like knowing that's like what I need, like I feel that same closeness to her then than I do no matter, you know, any other time in our life. Like there are, and that's like for me, kind of the surprise and also a really exciting thing about marriage is you have your partner now they get to know you really well. And when they do something to bring like to support you or to bring you closer to them, and hopefully you're doing something to bring them closer to you, it can be done in so many different ways now, which for me has been really fun to figure out. Um, and she's doing such a good job at it. I'd have to ask her if I'm doing a good job at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I, I mean, that's super sweet. Yeah. Uh, I would love to kind of close this whole thing out with talking about what's next in your life. Like, what are you now looking forward to? What did you learn last year? As you said, you went through this kind of um, growing process. Not that you're stopped growing now. You're still growing. But what what is next for you? What What is on the horizon? Yeah, I think that's what's exciting about life still. Sometimes when I feel like maybe I'm stuck. I feel like last year I felt like I was creatively stuck. Is that you can always change and evolve and grow and become who you want to become. And so I think it's, it's just for myself personally, I'm just searching for like, what's my next purpose. Yeah. And I like, I love being a mom and I know that's like one of my deeply rooted purposes, but I also just, I want something that makes me feel like I'm making a difference. And so I, and Instagram, I've always felt like that was like, for work. Like I could make a difference by sharing like my raw parts of motherhood. Um, but I feel like I'm moving on to another chapter and I just don't know what that is yet. You're so wonderful in that space. Um, whether it's talking about motherhood or kids. And I know that you just love, like you are a special person. You like love the birthing process. Like you find beauty in it. And I was like, can we skip this part of my life? And it honestly wasn't bad, but you thought about like being a doula or something like that. Is that still on the uh, goals list? I have no idea. I really don't. And I think that's maybe like, I I feel kind of like floating, falling-ish. Like I'm just trying to figure out what it is and maybe a sign will smack me in the face or maybe I'm still just going to take a while to figure it out. I think this year I really... I feel like I've missed out like putting so much of myself into my kids. I've missed out on like friendships mm-hmm. and I'm really craving like soulful sisterhood. I never had a sister and I always wanted a sister. And so I think like, I'm just, I don't know. I want to just cultivate good women around me that support me. I yeah. feel like that's what I'm kind of looking for right now. I don't know, but like, other life parts of my life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It's a, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's interesting. There was a period of my life and then still probably to this day, if you ask me this, um, somebody will, you know, always ask like, what are you up to? What's next? Kind of like I just asked you. And yeah, there'd just be this like, like the gut, worst. this like gut, like punch yeah. almost in me. Yeah, It's not as much anymore, but there was a season where um, I got really low. And every time somebody asked me that, I just pretty much like caved, like my, my shoulder shrank. My, I felt like something inside of me was empty because I didn't know. Um, and it made me feel really bad about myself. It made me question, you know, who I was. And I, I'm what, I just wonder if that is a, something that comes from like kind of this like weird season of life where it lasts for who knows how long, where you kind of 
stuff's handed to you. I mean, it's very easy for a while, right? To make, have a career and you still have to work at it, but like stuff just kind of gets handed to you for a while and everybody wants to pay to see you and you can kind of like, you know, get any opportunity you want for a period of time. And that goes away. And you have to start looking at like, what was all this for? Like, what was all, what did all this mean? What did I just do? And for me, that really, it put me in a deep place, like a dark place for a while. Um, and I don't know if, I, if I'm still there or not. I don't get asked as much, what are you going to do next? Because I told so many people, I don't know. Um, so maybe they gave up. But it is, it's, it's, it's an interesting time, but there's a lot of healing too. There's an, I just want to share this. During that period of my life, I started to talk about purpose. Like what was all this for? What did all this do? What, what can I do with any of it? And a, a really wise person told me some advice. He said, well, what angers you the most? Or, or what's on your mind the most maybe? What, what fires you up to talk about? Maybe it is like childbirth. Maybe like when you, somebody asks you about, Hey, tell me more about childbirth. Like, you know, you just spew like, you know, mm-hmm. all this information and all this passion behind it. And then they said, okay, for me personally, my purpose came from a thing that made me angry, poverty, um, and lack of things for people in this world, put your stake in the ground and either join something or start something that's helping work towards the, the, the topic that you really care about. And you're, and for a period of your life, maybe not forever, but your purpose will be in that. And it kind of has worked. Um, it is a really healthy process for me to kind of do that and put my stake in the ground and say, no, this is what this chapter of life is going to look like for me. It's no longer about me being relevant. It's about whatever I can do with this platform that's been handed to me. But I just share that because that was not coming. That's not advice I am giving to you. That's advice that was given to me. No, I like it though, because it makes me think of like what what does anger me, you know, like what I would want to see changed in the world, which does have a lot to do around birth because the United States has one of the highest mortality rates for mothers. Mm. And so that's something I would love to advocate for. So it it is something that like I do see like what you're saying. And maybe it's just I haven't given given myself permission to like say that maybe this is more of my life purpose, because now that I'm growing out of that, I feel like, well, I can't keep talking about babies over and over and over. (laughs) I don't have, I don't have babies anymore, but maybe it's like, if I find the right avenue to do that. Yeah. Well, I've always called you mother nature. So it really does fit for you. And I thought you were mother nature even before you had a baby. I will always remember sitting in St. Lucia, this, you had been married for six months and you were talking about how you wanted a baby. And Tanner was like, I don't know, I don't know. And this is six months before you got pregnant. And you were like, Tanner, I just want something to nurture. And I was like, wow, <laughs> she's so amazing and special. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so cute. But Ben, I just want to say, I think that people don't like that. I hate that question. I don't think it's you or I think it's an overall hatred towards the what's next question. Yeah. Because then it kind of makes you feel like what you're doing now isn't enough. Yeah. Or that I have to have something next. Yeah. Like, like what if you're so happy with where you're at? Yeah. Very content. I told you like where I'm at right now is I'm happily content. Like I'm really good. Like I I don't want a lot to change right now. I'm kind of just in this like really fun season of marriage and life and slowness. And I don't know, happily content and, I said that to somebody um, recently. They're like, I've never heard anybody say happily contempt. I've never seen those two things together. I was like, I don't know. That's how I feel. I don't know if I want something next right now. I love that. I feel like 
feel like that's something we all crave but can never give ourselves because of society and how we yeah. do that. we value success we value productivity mm. like you can't just rest and enjoy your life and enjoy the now like you have to be constantly doing something so i i definitely agree with that like that just sounds it sounds yeah. when you say that it sounds really nice yeah. yeah i have such an issue with that that constant productivity feel like even well i don't have days like off anymore to just watch tv for like seven hours that's probably <laughs> what i miss most about motherhood is just waking up in the morning and you know what be, be like you know what i'm just going to binge watch an entire show like i've not been able to do that if i want to do that i have to like start at 9 p.m anyway um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, because I used to feel like I just needed to constantly be productive. Like every time I was like, oh, I can relax. I'd be like, no, you shouldn't relax. Why should you relax? You should get this done and that done. Like you, they're on the horizon, but as might as well tackle them now. It's a problem. And it's mm. definitely been drilled into us by society because wearing busyness is like a badge of honor. And I think people who are, who have any sort of platform on social media, because if you're yeah. not posting, then you're not being seen. And yeah. that's your whole job. Yeah. In a exactly. sense. Curse those who aren't relevant, right? Curse them. Yeah. Terrible people yeah. if you don't stay relevant. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Jade, uh, final question that I have for you. Uh, you know, since your time really on The Bachelor, you have um, either purposefully or just because of who you are and and how life has worked out for you, you've made an impact on a lot of people's lives and you made people feel less alone and more seen and more cared for. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a, a spectacular gift and something to celebrate. And maybe the only unsolicited advice I would give is maybe sit on how big of an impact you've made in so many people who are probably feeling alone or you're going to make me cry. <laughs> well, it's true. Well, it's true. Um, and you deserve to sit and celebrate that and see and, and just remember. But um, you've also made continue to make a big impact with those who are mothers, new mothers, um, mm -hmm. as we've talked about so much here during this episode. My last question for you is what advice uh, do you have for somebody listening who is a mother-to-be, somebody who wants kids on the, you know, in the future, already a mother? Uh, do you have any overarching advice on motherhood? Um, I think it's, I mean, my top advice would be to listen to your own intuition. We live in such an age where there's just information overload, which I think is great. You know, you can access every sort of resource out there for every single topic imaginable when it comes to trying to conceive, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, motherhood, and, and so everything's at your fingertips. But I really think it comes down to you have everything already inside of you that like the toolbox that you need to be the best mom for your baby. And I think that's like the most important thing to remember because there will be so many people telling you what to do. There will be so many people judging you. There will be so many like people, this needs to happen this mm. way. No, this needs to happen that way. And so I think just like being, even if you feel like you don't know what you're doing, you know, you're like holding your baby and you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. Just know that like being there right then and there is enough. Mm -hmm. perfect. You truly are an inspiration of motherhood. Um, I know that we've talked a lot about motherhood, but seriously, you are the person that I think of when I think of it. And you're the person that I go to when I have questions about it or just need to honestly vent about it. So thank you for being you. Yeah. When I think of Jade, I just think of her walking down to the beach in paradise and all the guys being like, her, her. <laughs> 
I want her. <laughs> That's what I think about. Um, somehow Tanner, somehow Tanner landed it. The upset of the year. Yeah, it was talked about for decades. Um, Jade, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's always great to catch up with you. Uh, if you don't mind, please come back and break down an episode of The Bachelor with us. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun. I would love to. I'm sure Tanner would give some great takes too if you ever want. Yeah, <laughs> both of you well. together. Oh, yes, I would love to have Tanner on so he can say the sh that we can't. Yeah, <laughs> let him get in trouble for once. That'd be awesome. Uh, Jade, come back soon. Uh, can't wait to talk to you um, uh, about the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank, Thank you guys you. so much. Bye. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss in the land of saints and sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R.